Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Will. My name is Jake. And today we're going to be talking about financial independence and specifically uh, kind of an internet subculture called FIRE, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Nice. And it's a whole group of people who are really interested in the fastest way to achieve fuck you money, basically. Mm. Um, and the kind of the philosophy behind how finances affect your life and why you should focus on, you know, being intentional about your money, I guess. I love that. I love that. And you, you kind of touched on earlier in some episodes about how your finances have forced you to kind of shape your priorities for your life. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that sort of what motivates you to get into this internet subculture called fire? Um, so I took a statistics class back in college and my teacher was a really cool guy and he recommended me this book called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Okay. And I, I read the book and it kind of was what got me into all this because I started researching more afterwards and, uh, you know, reading some blogs. There's a good blog called Mr. Money Mustache. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a good blog. Um, cool. Check it out. So I, I just started reading a little bit about it and then went down some internet rabbit holes and then... As one does. You know, as you do. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> um, and none of it's like super, you know, groundbreaking ideas or anything. It's just getting people to recognize that you don't have to work an entire career to retire. Okay. And that if... I guess retire early is kind of not the point. Uh, financial independence is really the point. Like a lot of people say retire early, but really what they mean is they want the option to not work if they don't want to. They don't want to have to go to work to survive. Right. Working is like a, a luxury for them at that point. And yeah. they, they can kind of choose to, you know, pick and choose jobs that they want to do and never have to do a job that they don't want to do. That sounds great. And I know enough about this to totally believe you, but go into it and how is this possible? Um, well the, the three, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just good money management, I guess at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it's, it, there's nothing specific to, um, the fire movement that, that is, you know, changing how you budget. It's just being good at budgeting basically. Okay. So the three principles of financial independence is number one, spend less money than you earn. Yep which is super important. If you don't spend less money than you earn, you can't, you know, budget correctly ever. Uh, number two is invest the difference of what you spend and what you earn into something that you understand. Okay. That's um, cool. And we'll get into a little bit about how you know if you understand something and like what are good investments for you. Mm. Um, okay. And then the third one is avoid debt. And even if this one is a little bit more specific to fire, because if you're okay with not retiring early and kind of like being on the, the longer path to, to wealth, then it's okay to have some debt and leverage debt as a wealth creation tool. Right. But if your goal is, you know, the fastest path to fuck you money, avoid debt at all costs. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. So there's no, there's no, when you look at that approach, there's no savings account, it seems. It's all investments. Mm, I think people do it a lot of different ways, but it, it, 
you want to have an emergency fund, but okay, if you are just holding money in your savings account, it's not working for you, mm-hmm. which is a bad idea. Yeah, um, no, I've totally. You, you want your money to work for you. Yeah, until the stock market crashes, and then you're like, oh shoot. But that's what the emergency fund's for. <laughs> no, no. It, when the stock market crashes, it's okay. Yeah, it, you still gotta invest. Yeah, you, that's actually when you should invest the most. Mm-hmm. Um, stock market crashes are great for people who are on financial independence retire early because mm-hmm. usually it's people who are younger, and like the younger you are, the more beneficial it, recessions are. Yeah, that's actually that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. It's a little counterintuitive, but yeah, it's, you, it's very true. A, you're getting a discount on stocks. stocks. Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna go you, back you up. You know, they're gonna go back up. Exactly. Okay, cool. So how how have you taken these principles and then applied them to your own life? And when can you retire? Will? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully mid thirties. Um, that's not bad at all. That's way better than sixty five. 65 is tough. I'm not, I'm not gonna, not gonna last that long <laughs> as a human being if I have to work that long. <laughs> I know for real. And we only have 80,000 hours anyway. So it seems, seems time not spent with the fullest amount of our life energy to be working for the majority of that, those hours. Well, the 80,000 hours is the work. I know, but if you're talking about halving that, at the moment. Yeah, well, I'll still have jobs after that, probably. I'm not just going to, like, sit around. I know, but but you only have so much time on this earth, period, is what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. And, and and for you to be working on, on something just to be paying bills and playing the game of life seems to be a trivial use of that time. So gearing, I, I really like this mentality because it puts you in the driver's seat of that also creates mm-hmm. a leverage for yourself. You don't ever have to do work that you don't want to do yeah. um, at a certain point. So if you reach this financial independence, you can make the decisions that are are your mm-hmm. life on your will, not not anybody else's will, yeah. which is really, really, really awesome. So I, I do want to point out that it's a little bit of a, fa- a false dichotomy because there's tons of jobs and ways to have jobs that are both fulfilling and pay you. Yeah. So it, it yeah. it's not like one or the other. You're either going to be retire and be happy or work and be miserable. Oh, I didn't I didn't get that impression that you were saying that. But yeah, I think that's important that you mentioned that as well. Yeah, like just cuz you have a job doesn't mean you're wasting your life. Totally. And you, you you like retirement should not be your goal. Retirement is kind of just a proxy for the fuck you money that lets you choose a little bit better. Yeah. But even that that choice is still kind of like a a bit of a chimera that you're chasing because you're going to have to do something. So you, you might as well just start by doing something that's fulfilling instead of trying to get the money initially. Yes. Why are you, um, I, I don't understand what chimera means. I'm, I'm sorry. Like chasing chimeras. It's like a, a saying of like chasing an invisible, not real thing. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. My approach with re- retirement is actually that I never want to retire. I think that the work I do like music, for example, or, or creating at a certain level when, I'm at my fullest capacity creating for my own agenda. I hope that I never stop doing that. So retirement to me, like in a perfect world, that's my job. My full-time job is to create my own agenda. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I hope I never retire. That's why entrepreneurship is so interesting to me. It's because you get to make those decisions. But financial freedom is super interesting to me because it gives you leverage to do that even earlier necessarily. Like you don't necessarily need to be successful as a musician 
necessarily for me to still have that choice mm-hmm. with, with, with the, with the tools you're giving me with this conversation. I don't need to be a platinum selling artist to still make music the rest of my life. Yeah. So let's get well, into you, it. I mean, to- you could be retired and still make music for the rest of your life. Like you don't have to be monetizing your music to do it. Yeah, but I guess I, I, I don't know. I just don't want, I, I want to monetize it because I want that to be what makes my income. But I also want to, because I want to spend all of my effort and energy on it. But I also want to um, do it until I die. Mm-hmm. I think we think about money a little bit differently. Uh, I'm very much interested in not having money be part of the picture like mm-hmm. just having a lump sum of money yeah approximately 1.25 million dollars <laughs> um <laughs> that will basically allow me to never have to make a decision about money again like i i nothing i'll ever do is then dependent on how much it's paying me i can if i was you i could just make music for the rest of my life and not give a fuck yeah um about monetizing it just completely just doing my own thing. Cool. So the the main principle, I think, especially for young people is to be as frugal as you can tolerate mm-hmm. because the more frugal you are, the higher your savings rate is going to be and the higher your savings rate, the faster you're going to get to the minimum principal amount that will allow you to be financially independent. And how do you ascertain the minimal, minimum principal amount? So the the definition of financial independence is having enough money that you can live on the returns from that money. Mm. So the rule of thumb is if you take the amount of money you need for a year of living and then multiply that by 25, and that's how much money you need to be financially independent. And how does that math work out? Interest off of the off of that lump sum of yeah, cash. Yeah, that, that, that's assuming that you take out four percent a year because twenty five times four is a hundred. So Got it. if you take out four percent a year, which is pretty conservative in the stock market, then that that lump sum of money is never gonna like deteriorate. You're just skimming off the top of the interest. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's this tool called a. Fire calc, like a calculator for the financial independence retire early, mm-hmm. which um, lets you simulate how your money would do if you retired um, at different years throughout history. Because if you retired in like 1974 or something, it pretty much doesn't matter how much money you had, your money's going to go to zero because the stock market crashed. Ah. So it's not a, necessarily about like the amount of money it's about or it's, it's not relative to the current economy it's relative to the worst possible economy mm. because if you you know retired in 2007 but had all your money in the stock market and then you know your you know 2008 hit the recession all your your stocks dipped now your principal is much much less mm-hmm. and you your ability to skim off the top like degrades significantly yeah so this this calculator lets you simulate how much money you would have needed during these recessions to still have been financially independent. Wow. And it'll it'll give you like a percentage basically like if you had or if you if you have this much money right now you have like a 90% chance of being okay if you retired right now. Wow. Um which is really interesting. So how do you kind of combat that moving forward? Do you, is the is the solution to always be making more money? 
how do you combat? Uh, so say your principal diminishes significantly and you are still wanting to raise that again is what I'm thinking. How do so you, if a recession does hit? Yeah. Like how do you have principal, how do you have capital to then invest back in the stock market when the recession hits? So you should not retire until you have more than a 95% chance okay. is the rule of thumb. So okay. you can use you this, this get to fire calc to, to <laughs> okay. like, like basically say you have a 95% chance if history is consistent that you're going to be fine in the long run. Like the stock market will bring your money back up and you can continue to take out your yearly salary and you'll be fine. Very cool. Yeah. Interesting. It is really interesting. Um, so on top of being frugal, um, there's also this idea of lifestyle creep, which is when you're in college, everyone kind of is frugal because yes. you have to be frugal because you're not making that much money. Mm -hmm. But as you start to make more money, people often let their lifestyles um, grow proportionately to their income. Yes. So when you start making 100K, you live like you're making 100K, even though you... Don't need to necessarily. Yeah, there's nothing that actually changed in your life that requires you to spend more money. You just want to be more comfortable, even though you were comfortable when you were in college. Yeah, like, Morgan Housel talks about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really, it's the easiest way I think to degrade your possibility of retiring early is not getting your savings rate up high enough. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to have a high savings rate if you're making like 20K a year. A hundred percent. Because there's not much left to save at the end. Barely save a dollar. Yeah. But, you know, by the time I'm 30, I'm hoping like my savings rate is like 70% because I'm not planning on increasing the the wealth that I'm spending. I plan on increasing it just a little bit, but I don't think much more than ever than like 75K a year. And I think everything after that will be saved and my goal is just to you're never going to spend more than 75k you're never going to save more than 75 no i'm never going to like need more than 75k a year to live in like at my maximum comfort is what i'm saying mm -hmm. um i don't think at least um i'm sure there'll be extraneous activities i engage in but <laughs> at some level my goal is to save more than i spend so not just not just spend less than i earn but save more than i spend Okay. So I want it so to like be fifty-one percent yeah, okay. savings rate at least. That's my goal right now. Currently, mm -hmm. it's I think I'm currently at thirty-five percent. That's still pretty good. That's like I, I'm much better than most people. I'm pretty proud of the thirty-five percent, but I I do want to get to fifty. Your savings rate is not thirty-five percent. On my on my master personal budget, it is bullshit. Thirty-five percent. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. Thank you. It's very impressive. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> once you, once you get your, your income up, you, you can't increase how much you're spending on like food and whatever, unless you, you know, you absolutely need to like, right. you know, get the lifestyle you, you want and then stay there. Yeah. Don't start buying cars or whatever. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's tough. Sometimes you need a car and you don't have yeah, a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't buy like, once you have a car and you start making more money, don't go then and buy a nicer car. Right. Just, right. Just right, buy right. a car. Right. Like, for example, this apartment we live in is really nice and much nicer than any apartment I've ever stayed in. And I know that we could, that we'll both will probably make more money in our current uh, field 
paths, like our career paths. We don't need to ever have an apartment nicer than this. Like this apartment's fantastic mm-hmm. forever. We don't yeah. we don't ever need a nicer apartment than this. So for us to live in a nicer apartment is just going to be us wasting money. Yeah. At some level. I mean, there's there I I there's nuance to this conversation because I do think it's nice sometimes to like treat yourself and stuff like that. But there's you have to understand what you're doing when you do that, I think is the important part. Mm-hmm. You are you are what you're talking about is slowing down your retirement, really. Or your your full financial freedom every time you engage in something that is nicer than what you necessarily need. Yeah. Yeah. And I I also think it is not actually gonna fulfill you. I don't think it'll ever fulfill you. I just think it's kind of nice. Like getting a pedicure doesn't fulfill me, but it's wonderful. Mm, yeah, I just think it kind of misses the point. Like all the best things in life are free. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know why. It, it, I just think it's a trap to I, focus on things that are not, you know, lasting like that. I, I think it's, I think that's totally fair. I just also am like cool with the fact that I like a pedicure. Yeah, you can like a pedicure. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that's fine. <laughs> like I'm like, have you had your feet rubbed? Never professionally. <laughs> My man. I'm not interested. <laughs> Quit trying to sell me on pedicures, man. <laughs> this has been like a six-month battle. <laughs> okay. So to, to close out, I want to talk about a few tools that um, help you kind of visualize your money a little bit better and yeah. understand what's going on in your finances. Uh, the first one is, I think, my favorite app, YNAB. Yeah. It's such a good app. Uh, it's, it's very well designed. I like everything about it. Um, <laughs> and they have a fantastic blog as well, which is is good for getting a hold on your finances. And it's uh, it's called zero-based budgeting, the way they do their, their budgets. And it's apparently scientifically proven to be the, the most effective over the long term for controlling your money. And they have four principles that they kind of preach in their budgeting methodology. The first one is give every single dollar a job. Mm-hmm. So when you get money from your from your work in your paycheck, uh, you should know exactly where all that money is going to go. It shouldn't just be in an account that you're willy-nilly spending from. And because you've given every dollar a job, it's very obvious when you're overspending in a specific category, and it makes it much easier to not overspend because you you know how much you you allocated for eating out or gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. The next uh, rule they have is embrace true expenses, which it basically means plan for things that you know you're going to buy, but most people don't budget for like Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. You should be budgeting for that in January yes. for next year. Yes. And it, it shouldn't be a surprise because you know you're going to have to buy Christmas presents. You know you're going to have to get um, the registration on your car renewed next year. You know you're gonna have to, you know, get a new passport in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there shouldn't be very many surprise um, expenses mm-hmm. because you should be planning for those surprises. You should have right. an emergency fund. Right. Uh, there really is no excuse for for being surprised by, you know, like a, anything. An expense. Yeah. Even 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 being like my tail light could go out. Exactly. Yeah. I have like a fund in my YNAB for like other car expenses, like just random stuff like, oh, I need new mats on the floor of my car. Okay. I'm going to not worry about that because I have $600 set aside for that. Mm-hmm. So it it works out that my, my checking account ends up kind of being 
quite large and I use that as my um, emergency count as well because I've saved in advance for so many like necessary expenses in the future. Yeah. Like I, I have a an accumulator category in my lineup for buying my next phone and buying my next laptop. Wow. Because I know I'm going to need a new phone eventually. I know I'm going to need a new laptop eventually. So I just put like 15 bucks a month in there. And then nice. like when it's time for a new phone, it's absolutely no stress. That's awesome. Yeah. I use I use the same principles on my uh, simple RIP. <laughs> but zero-based budgeting changed my life, honestly. Um, and I used to use YNAB. Simple was just a free alternative that was incorporated directly in the bank account. So it was a lot neater for me as an as a mm-hmm. user um the issue is that simple is going out of business so, so clearly something didn't work in their business model and i have to go back to why now so i'll be back on why now very shortly i also don't know if simple is technically zero based budgeting because it's on they only have like a one column ledger it, 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 that's like a technical detail but it really doesn't matter like as long as you have a budget it's fine i was gonna say i, I use all the same principles so i i account for true expenses i every dollar has a job nothing is unaccounted for so and, yeah, yeah. and I have columns for expenses and goals and all those things are allocated for. So expenses are, you know, reoccurring and are recurring and goals are also mm-hmm. reoccurring, but they're adding they're adding up towards something. And I can see them separately, not just in my checking account. So it's it's very nice to not see the total of my checking account and think mm-hmm. that I have a lot of money because I don't have a lot of money. I have them allocated in different yeah. ways. You know, that's my mm-hmm. favorite feature of Simple, really. It's because I don't like looking at my checking account and seeing like a large sum and thinking I have stuff to spend. I don't. It's mm-hmm. all allocated. Okay. But yeah, what's cool. the third principle? Okay. The third principle is roll with the punches. So there's going to be some months where you eat out too much and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. expected. Uh, and why not makes it easy to reallocate money and kind of push you in the right direction of not making that be a long-term detrimental thing that puts you into debt. Mm -hmm. You can kind of move money around and roll with the punches a little bit. I think that that's, I I think the YNAB philosophy is brilliant. It literally, like I said, changed my life. It's yeah. I I think it's a fantastic app. If you feel like finances are a burden for you or you're afraid of really tackling that problem, just they have like a 34 day free trial or whatever and then after that, pay for it because <laughs> it's so much worth the money. You're going to save so much money compared to, you know, the four bucks a month it is to buy it. Yeah. I have a friend that got out of uh, $15,000 in debt uh, using YNAB. Yeah. Okay. So the last principle <laughs> is age your money, which means that the money that you get from this month's paycheck should not be spent this month. Because if that's the case, then if you do get a really big unexpected new bill like you break your leg and you don't have health insurance and now you got to pay five thousand dollars to get your leg fixed that is going to put you into debt and that is a really tough concept when you're making it below a certain amount of money that's Mm -hmm. very difficult but it's worth the discipline like living paycheck to paycheck is stressful as fuck it's super stressful yeah super stressful oh Um, my god I'm so glad. Yeah. But th- there's a, a lot of interesting articles on the YNAB blog of people who are like, I make $24,000 a year and my YNAB age is 90 days. And it's really inspiring to see That's like dope. people who are like should n- or would be expected to be in a lot of debt mm-hmm. just because of their life situations or, you know, maybe they're disabled and can't get a job or can't get 
consistent work or they have like a ton of people that depend on them for their money and YNAB will like have them co-write articles um, like, like explaining how they got on top of their finances and it's really inspiring like people who make half the paycheck that I make have a higher savings rate than me I'm like oh shit that's okay. amazing yeah that's amazing it, it, it's really inspiring um, but yeah that, that's pretty much all I have for financial independence you know tackle your finances Money yeah. is important. I'm just gonna say I'm not, I'm not sure if we stress this enough, but this is gold. This is literally gold. This is probably like I would pay for this information. And why not? Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. YNAB is YNAB is giving it away for free yeah. on their their website, and making the decision to not run away from your finances but own them starts with managing it well and knowing all of the like having a good account of everything. And then zero-based budgeting, I think, is a big part of that process. Save, er, saving more than you earn is or er, <laughs> spending less than you earn is is another important part. Um, yeah, I can't I can't speak highly enough about these principles and how they've affected my life positively. Yeah, it, it's much easier to be enjoying life when money problems are not your problems. Yeah, yeah money yeah. problems are stressful problems. They're very stressful. I, I, I feel like there was a chapter in my life where I just was so the opposite of I, what I am now financially. And it was the most stressful and just hard time for me mm-hmm. ever. Okay. I, th- I think it was the worst time of my life, honestly. And it's just, it's, it doesn't seem like there's a way out. But if you just be disciplined with your savings and you work at this shit and you study this shit and you and you're open to the idea of it and you own your finances you can really change your life genuinely yeah genuinely and money doesn't matter but it does yeah money's weird because like if you don't worry about it then it becomes a problem but if you do worry about it you're never going to have money problems so you end up worrying about it less in the long run yeah that's kind of like weird it's a weird upfront cost exactly i don't know worrying about money actually helps you not worry about money in the end right so we're like sitting here talking about you know the the most anal attentive approach to owning your money but at the same time we don't have to like we're also saying you know we never need to leave this apartment no matter how much money we make so I, I just want to make sure that's not lost on anybody listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for doing this with me, Jake. Where yeah. And they th- find us online. Thanks for bringing that, man. That's a great topic. They can find us at living every now, like at symbol living every now on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter. We give a free resource every single day. That's, um, we think valuable. Um, so it's, it's a pretty cool thing. If you want to follow our Twitter, I was just saying, uh, <laughs> and then we have our discord and the link in the bio. Um, we'll link to wine up in the bio. Sure. Yeah. Or just go to you need a budget.com. Yeah. Wine up stands for you need a budget. Yeah. We didn't say that at all, <laughs> but yes, well, yeah, we can link that in the bio and, uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.